When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well... Good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Okay, you guys, welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Uh, listen, we got to talk about part three of Just Be <laughs> Bethany's interview with Rachel Levis. Part three came out uh, a couple of hours ago, and uh, it's still here, early here in Arizona. I got a big day, so I want to get into this and get over it and try to uh, not think about Bethany Frankel. 
over the, but somebody just corrected me on how I'm saying Frankel, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. I'm saying it wrong on purpose. I don't truly think her name is Bethany Frankel, but it should be, right? It should be Bethany Frankel. She is, she has Frankled her little heart out this week, huh? Give it up for Bethany. I hope truly that this has filled up some a little piece of that hole that is in her. And I hope she has a good weekend. And by the way, I walked away from the third part of this interview with Rachel, and I just. I I really do hope and pray that she is getting the help that she needs. And by that, I mean, I hope Bethany is getting the help that she needs. I think Rachel potentially has her head screwed on straighter than Bethany at this point. Uh, I'm being a little facetious, obviously. So, you guys, I'm going to release this one on Patreon first, not to screw anybody over or anything, but I have l- released too many episodes on the main feed this week. So I'll put this on the Patreon first for a couple of days or a day. I don't know. And then uh, I'll put this on the main feed over the weekend. So if you're listening on Patreon, uh, a nice little exclusive of me uh, breaking down this entire third part episode. This one was only 30 minutes. So we've gone down in time each, each time, but we still have the same amount of commercials. And I will say I've now made a mental note to, not listen or purchase any of the ads that are in these these podcasts because, man, um, this is a no frills production. Like we said before, it just starts out of nowhere, it ends out of nowhere. I mean, there's like a real quick goodbye. Uh, you know, a couple highlights, and a lot of you guys predicted this already. This podcast, this podcast, we we got some direct competition. It looks like Rachel Levis wants to get into the podcasting biz. By the way, podcasting is great because truly anybody can get into it. You don't need to be repped by anybody. You need a microphone and you need just like a, 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 a you can sign up for like Buzzsprout for like 20 bucks a month and they can release your podcast to Apple and Spotify. So it really is a cool thing and that anybody can create their own content. You do not need to be repped by anybody. You don't need any of those things. Now, there's not going to be commercials on it. Uh, at first until somebody then picks you up and then, you know, you know, like that thing. But anybody can get their voice out there um, as quickly as they want to. It just it takes a long time to build an audience. Now, Rachel, my one of my overall thoughts uh, right at the beginning, which was very frustrating when I found out she was doing the podcast or thinking about doing a podcast about mental health. And I'm going to refrain. I'll probably talk a little bit about what I think that would be like, but I am frustrated once again at Rachel or or almost sad for her in a way because I'm like, girl, you, you talk and not complain, but you talk about how everybody else is making money off of this, how Lala did the send it to Daryl shirts, you know, put the down payment on her Palm Springs place with the money from that shirt with the, you know, based on your uh, cease and desist from your, your, your lawyer. So she made the like, send it to Daryl. Lala did that and then made t-shirts and I guess they sold really well. And you're frustrated everybody's made money off this besides you. And you had to shell out potentially $200,000 for mental health care to be in a facility for three months. And what I would say is that I, I, I understand the frustration, but I would say once again, you've blown it. Just from a purely business standpoint at first. This is not about a human or hearts or anything like that. Is that first off, you gave this interview to Bethany for free. 
you agreed to that or your mom agreed to that or who, you know, she keeps referring to her people. And sadly, the impression that I walk away with is her people is her like mom, um, because I don't believe she has any actual representation of like a big agency or a management firm. Um, so it feels like this is potentially just her mom making decisions at this point. And hopefully um, at a certain point, if she really is wanting to stay in the public eye, which I I was going back and like, I can't tell if she does. It seems like she does. But then at times I'm like, I, I don't. And I'm, personally, I don't think she has the constitution for it. I think that's OK. That doesn't make somebody a bad person if they don't want to be on reality. Tele- it makes per- it, in fact, it might make you a great person if you don't want to. The quest for fame will always end up in some sort of disappointment, just fundamentally. Even the cast that remains on Vanderpump Rules. Think about that. It's like a pit of vipers having to fight with each other for for really a decent pay check. I mean, it's a really hard environment to be in. It's an elective environment that they choose to be in. But I got frustrated because she talks about this podcast. And I'm like, girl, once again, man, you could have just said, and my podcast launches today. I am Rachel, the podcast. It launches today. Go check out the first episode right now. Like it would have been the perfect commercial. It would have been the perfect. And then everything that Bethany didn't ask you in that first one, you could have asked her to be your first guest and say, here are the questions I want you to ask me. And this is going to be the first episode of my podcast. Or you could have asked Bethany questions, quid pro quo. How was it like when you had to go through your divorce and you had had a reality show about Bethany getting married and then you had to fight for 10 years with this Jason Hoppy guy that a lot of wild accusations were thrown around. You know, that would have been a great first podcast to talk about what that did to Bethany's mental health, of how that has affected her and her pursuits from that day forward. And that was all shown. Some of that was shown on reality television. So once again, I feel like Rachel just completely fumbled the bag. Like you can't look at other people and say, man, it's frustrating that they got this from this, but then still not have any, you know, like ideas are just ideas until you put them into motion. Like we can all talk about the things that we want to do and things that we dream of. But if you don't actually make that first step, it doesn't matter. And at the end of the day, it's your fault. That is, you know, like it's your fault if you don't actually make that first step. So we can talk ideas that we're blue in the face of what we think is unfair and what we want to do. But if you don't actually try to do it, nothing comes from nothing. So that and I felt bad for her in that sense. I'm like, man, wouldn't it have been great that if you did that? You know, if you if you did that, that would be great. Um, also, before we get into this, there's some really I, I once again, I just find it so disheartening that Bethany didn't watch the show and uh, obviously didn't do some basic research. And then there's a lot of things that are in this that are just like you could have. Bethany knows in the moment. Bethany knows about HIPAA laws. Most of us know about HIPAA laws. The basic Bravo audience knows more about these laws than it feels like the people talking about them do. There's just blatant untruths, and and Rachel and Bethany are both getting it wrong in terms of even what a HIPAA violation is, which we'll get into. But that even kind of bummed me out. I'm like, guys, if you're getting the the easy things wrong, how are we? You know, it's all that. It boils down to that concept I keep talking about about reliable narrators is that the audience wants to be able to trust who they're listening to. And if we start finding out a lot of inaccuracies in the things that you are talking about, then we are less likely to believe you down the line. That's just basic. It's nothing to do with Bethany. It's nothing to do with Rachel. It's just like kind of basic human nature and how our minds work. Um, But what frustrates me and what frustrates me about social media and, and the culture that we live in now is that these untruths can be said and 
I would say 40% of the people will believe it, hook, line, and sinker. And I, I don't even think Bethany and Rachel in this instance are trying to pull a fast one. I just don't think they actually are are curious enough to know the real – like it just sounds – like, oh, this sounds like it, it, it should be a violation. But it's, it, it's, it's untrue and I feel like uh, it's hard because then a lot of people will listen to this and then a lot of people will go around thinking that this is true. And I, I that's the part I find frustrating because uh, – it's just not, and it's once again if Be- you know if Bethany thinks that Bravo or Vanderpump Rules this show is putting out inaccurate edited things, you could make that argument that Bethany's doing the same damn thing. So can we get like you know it, it, it's uh, if you think about it, like news organizations, right? You got your Fox ultra right wing, you got MSNBC ultra left wing, CNN. I mean, who knows? Does anybody watch CNN anymore? But you're like, okay, so I'm going to get news through this filter if depending on which channel I watch. Well, who's just going to give me news? Who's just going to give me the facts? Who's going to do that? And I think we give a lot of facts on this, but like this is also a comedy show. This also is based on my opinion, my filter, and how I feel about things because that's how I know. Like how I feel is how I feel, you know? (laughs) Let me explain to you how my heart works. Oh, my God, you guys. I barely slept last night. Um, So much is going on. And, uh, um. Yeah, no, so much is going on, but I was just texting with Medita because I have to go later on this afternoon, check in with my Botox that we got uh, a couple – two weeks ago, was it? Yeah, two weeks ago we got it, so they have to do a, like a two-week checkup for the Botox. I think I just got a little um, – so we'll we'll see how it looks, but I'm meeting Medica up. But we have like a hospice lady coming before that that we have to go through all my mom's medical history and all these medications and stuff like that. So that's happening, and that's happening. I didn't get sleep last night. So and I'm t- and 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 you know when you don't get sleep, the, 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 like I'm like at, at a certain point it was like six a.m. where I'm like uh, I guess I have to listen to this Bethany Frankel pod. Let's just rip the bandaid off. But so much information is coming out on Friday. In fact, I just checked uh, my DMs because my sister just came and so I was taking a break and I hit pause on this because I was looking for a Bethany Frankel clip I wanted to play you but then I noticed that Ariana has a new book coming out single AF cocktails which I I said that she I mean we all said but I said uh, on the show initially that she needed to do this so I'm so happy that's coming out and also Sheena just released a new single called Apples which actually on first listen sounds pretty damn good I hope she at least makes that on vinyl, or maybe we can get Good as Gold on vinyl and have that be the B-side. Who knows? But the van, but, but, but it goes to my point that I was just talking about in the beginning of like, girl, they had this shit at the ready. This has another big juice for this whole story, and boom, Ariana puts her thing out. Boom, Sheena puts her thing out. I'm sure Lala is going to have another shirt by the end of the day saying, still, send it to Daryl, or it'll be something like, that's not a HIPAA law. <laughs> that's not by the way we should we should we should but it's a sand we need to make a t-shirt this weekend of like that's not a hippo law <laughs> and then i checked um instagram and i noticed somebody this lady what's let me look up the this lady's name it was um uh jano sky design j-a-n-o i just noticed i was tagged in something and it, it's uh 
memorial portrait of uh, our dog Brooklyn. And it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I couldn't, I, I was almost started tearing up. So all of this shit happened at once. And that's why I, like, I have to put my phone down when I do these things because your mind gets pulled in like 30 different directions and you're thinking, I'm, I'm like, oh, and I miss my dogs. I miss our dog so much. Um, it's been three weeks as of Thursday. And then you see this and you're like, oh, I just miss the face. Uh, you know, I miss her alive and you know, you know the thing. Okay, you guys, uh, my sister is here. We just had to have a meeting with hospice that went very well. Um, but I did, to Kara, tell him, I did, uh, dad started tearing up and I called him a pussy and the yes, hospice lady loved it. She was cracking up. So I kept, so anyways, Kara's a nurse and we, I, I was using the time with the hospice lady effectively and I brought up HIPAA laws because this interview talks about HIPAA laws and Kara, can you explain what HIPAA laws are and that, that, if, if I said that you were on drugs right now, I'm not violating your, your I'm not violating your HIPAA laws. No, you're just pissing me off is what you're doing. <laughs> because honestly, Ryan, you, I have never presented you with a contract yeah. for a health information. What's that? Um, sorry. What's that? Oh, no. When are you leaving for a boat talk? Uh, about an hour. Okay, I'm going to wait. I'll go to Costco when you get back. Okay, cool. Yeah, no problem. Okay. No. Okay. Should, should I do? Just, just go from where you are. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um... Uh, HIPAA is, I forget what it fully stands for, but I'm sure people can Google yeah. it, but Health Information Protective or Privacy Protection Act. Actually, I think that's what it stands for. Yeah. Health and Insurance big, Portability and oh. Accountability Act. Yeah, it was passed right. in 1996, a federal law that sets a national standard to protect medical records and other person's health information. Yeah. So everybody who has been to a doctor's office, a dentist's office, anywhere, a medical type thing, you are going to sign a HIPAA form and nobody reads it. But what it says is that um, that office, that medical provider, cannot share your personal information, and you sign it. But Ryan, I, you have never, I have never presented you with a, a HIPAA agreement, nor yeah. is that a legal thing for just a friend to do to a friend, like, hey, sign this HIPAA thing so that you can never accuse me of being on medication. So it's primarily used for insurance companies and things medical of that nature. Providers. Medical providers. Yeah, Got it. Absolutely, not a friendship, not any. Um, she has, so it's not somebody speculating like, so if the head of a network speculated like, oh, she looked a little zoned out during the interview, that's not violating her. That's not, it's not violating HIPAA. She has zero case. There's no, it might be tacky to comment on somebody, but it has, it's violating no law. It's violating no law. Okay. That's all I need. Perfect. Good job, Karen. Hey guys, uh, so sorry about the uh, cutting in and out. And if that sound was a little wild, just know that I don't have my normal setup. So I only have one mic. So you probably had to turn that up to hear my sister. But that was uh, something that we had just talked about because it's, listen, it's so bizarre to be sitting there with uh, a lady from hospice and be thinking about uh, Bethany Frankel and uh, Rachel and, and, and HIPAA laws and all that stuff. The reason we bring up HIPAA laws, which we'll get to, is because that gets brought up in this overall uh, podcast, this third part of the podcast, is that these, you know, obviously got thrown out. So also, you know, things are moving so quick right now. Like I said, Ariana just announced the book. Sheena has a new hit single, which by the way, will this be more of a hit single than Tom Sandoval's hit single that Rachel uh, talked about in the first part of this? What a journey we've been on this week with Bethany Frankel. And Bethany, I am just being thankful because somebody just sent me that uh, my podcast is it, it did really well in the charts and and actually 
uh, is is one step ahead of yours. One of them. She has she released this on like two of her podcasts. So um, in TV and film, I'm I'm actually uh, actually beating you just for one of the podcasts. The other one is at number one. But thank you. I'm being thankful to you, Bethany, and I'm thankful to everybody that has listened to any of this stuff in the show and all of that stuff. My heart is full, even though I'm very sad right now. Okay, so this is the third part. Let's wrap this all up. 30 minutes of content. And remember, if you do want the transcript for this, you know, as Bethany does in doing research for these, you can just Google in the moment. In fact, when you were talking about HIPAA law, Bethany, why didn't you just whip out your phone? Because you whipped out your phone to check the ratings last minute and you whipped out your phone to see if Tom actually ran a bar. So these transcripts are available to all of us through her um, her inner, her uh, podcast provider, Omni, is what iHeart uh, loads their podcasts into. So Omni does this great thing where they will do transcripts for these uh, these shows. So the transcript is right here. I didn't have to take any, I mean, I took my mental notes and I took, I wrote down a couple of uh, notes to talk to you guys about, but the, the it, it's just amazing. It's like I didn't have to sit there and transcribe this mess. So we start off, remember we ended abruptly yesterday and we had not even brought up the dog yet. Remember the dog? Remember Graham? That then later turned to hippie. Well, we finally get some of the information. So we start off the podcast with Bethany Frankel going, so I saw there was a pill bottle thrown at the reunion. Like it was made light of. Like somebody said, do you want a Xanax? I I have a Xanax. And that was sort of made light of. And I sometimes think about this is effectively, it's like a non-traditional workplace. But I would imagine there are even some workplace rules in a strip club. Like it's still a workplace, which that actually just, now I want a podcast about rules in a strip club. Like Bethany, can you unionize strip clubs? I'm sure there is some union and there should be some union. Like what are the rules in the strip club? That's where my mind started wandering uh, as I was getting bored with this. Um... And I thought, pills being thrown away. Wow, okay. Like, I thought about, I read something where they said that I've read that Andy said to, I think, Variety, that he thought you were medicated, that you were insinuating that you were on prescription drugs. So how does that make you feel? I like it that Bethany's always read something. I've always read something. I saw something. I read something. Research is going to do you so good in this business, Bethany. I mean, you've done so well so far, but you know, you could even kick it out to that next level. If you got the facts right in front of you, you would, you would knock us off our coal mining asses. I'm telling you, you know, you're already great. You got the audience. You're so successful. If you just did that extra little bit of work, honestly, I'm saying this as a way less successful podcaster than you, just that little bit, you could have it all, Bethany. You could literally have it all. But you choose not to. So she's setting this whole thing of Andy said. And remember, the the scene she's talking about, which I don't know if she actually saw, even though she says she saw the reunion. But that's, you know, as the third part, you know, has come out, it really does not seem she really watched it or uh, took it in or was being aware of what happened. Was that there was pills when Tom Schwartz, remember, uh, when Sandoval was like, green light, dude, green light, green light, green light which we still don't know what that necessarily meant. Everybody has these theories in their head. My theory at the time was that Tom was like, pull out the pills so that can be a little bit that we can talk about, like green light, green light, because then Schwartz pulled out this huge bottle of, uh, you know, pills that, to relax you, let's say, and like threw it like, hey, you want one? And threw, And it was like a joke on one of the parts of the reunion. Now, this other part, these are two separate things she's talking about, is that Andy, remember, commented on this. And and, and and I do want to bring it back to, you know, in all of this, let's not forget 
how we did see Ray. Let's live in the reality of this. How we did see Rachel on this show, what her performance was like on this show. If you want to call it a performance, this is elevated reality, right? So her performance was very um, deadened, right? But also not just in the reunion, but this is why I, I argue always with people of I didn't need to see her back regardless. And that would be my thesis statement for all of this is that I don't think the show needs her. She did this big event, but R Rachel is not truly a villain at heart. Like if we're doing character archetypes, she is presented with a villain because she did something so bad. But if you saw her in next season, she wouldn't continue to be that villain. She doesn't have that in her. She made this really fucking horrible, lascivious, just gross mistake that is evil in its connotations, but she is not evil at her core. Like I would, I would almost more say Rinna is way more of a villain because Rinna truly does would go into each season trying to take somebody else down, trying to expose somebody, trying to hurt somebody. And to me, those are actually what makes a villain season after season or Jax, because he would lie, he would lie, he would cheat, he would lie, he would cheat. That was a villain. Rachel, I don't think would come back in and be like, I'm going to fuck everybody. I'm going to fuck everybody. I think she was going through sowing her wild oats, trying to figure out who Rachel is at her core. And I still don't think she has found that out. And how could you? If you made this big of a blunder that was actually, um, you know, for, you know, being learned in the public, which is that's what reality shows does. It makes money off your actual life. Then, yeah, there's no way you're like she's probably getting in touch with herself. But then I got to say, I just came onto this and I saw she already did like a photo, like page six has photos of her swimming. And you guys, when I say photos, these aren't paparazzi photos. These are fucking amazing. Like these are like headshot quality photos. Like it's amazing. And I'm like, girl, I guess get yours. But then that clouds my mind, too, is that where is she headed with this? So she's now having like professional photographers come out to do paparazzi shoots to then sell to page six. So like, do you want, you want to be in the game still? Like, just let us know. Cause you, I know you're not coming back to Vanderpump rules and you said that's not a healthy environment for you, which I completely agree. And oh my God, I respect, but then you, this stuff happens just right now. And I'm like, oh shit, you want us to see you lounging by the pool in these professional shots? What's the message? What are, you know, what are we taking from that as an audience? And especially for us who actually study pop culture these photographs what do they say and why are they so i mean like they're just they're at a certain level she's completely made up this isn't just like throw on your swim trunks and come down after you know you've waited 30 minutes after lunch so you you know you're not supposed to swim after you eat come you know and she's like done up you guys she is done. there's one of her swimming with her head out in the water i mean these are really great shots but like why if you're trying to discover who you are away from reality television, but you're still then going to try to play the reality show game of like paparazzi, page six, da da da, to what avail? Is this is this supposed to launch your mental health podcast? I would also argue doing a mental health podcast is potentially dangerous when you haven't figured out your entire mental health yourself. And then you would be giving advice to others or having guests on that could potentially fill in those blanks. I think it would just be dangerous and goes back to, once again, the thing that I way overuse is the reliable narrator. Would you think Rachel at this moment is a reliable narrator to walk you through mental health? I'm not saying she can't be in the future. I'm saying right now, would you personally? I know we would all listen, but we all like to watch car crashes too. Um, so 
anyway, so th- this question gets asked. But anyways, Andy had said like, oh, yeah, she seemed like, you know, she seemed like she was on something. It was like a flippant comment. He didn't, you know, and I remember hearing it. I think it didn't really uh, I think this was on a serious radio show, Radio Andy. And I didn't think he uh, he wasn't saying it of like, fuck her. He was just saying like, yeah, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe and it, guys, we saw the same thing. We, but also we said the same things about Rachel during the season of like, is she aware of what's going on? That's what I keep coming back to is that I would really be curious. And I wish Bethany had asked of like, did you get any official diagnoses um, at this facility? Like, is there something going on with you in how you process emotional information? And that, by the way, if there is an official diagnosis, that doesn't make her bad. It doesn't make her wrong. It doesn't make her weird. Like I always talk about, like I, uh, I take antidepressants. In fact, I've got to, I, 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 well, I just had a note to myself last night. It was like, I gotta, I gotta check in with my, um, my, my psychiatrist because I, I, this isn't working anymore. I'm getting more depressed as things go on. I need to check in, but I want to say that, that, that that's all right. It's normal to be upset about certain things in life or for your mind to not work the way that you potentially want it to. But also in saying that you're on antidepressants, let's like, you know, dispel with some of these myths is, is, is that doesn't make me crazy. It doesn't like, in fact, it's like, uh, your car running, you know, you're like, Oh shit, I think I've got a, a leaky tire. It's like, it's riding a little funny is that if you check in with yourself, if you're aware of how your mind works or how you're feeling, and you're honest with yourself about that, then you can reach out to industry professionals and say, you know, this is how I'm feeling lately. And I'm a little worried because I felt really dead the last couple of weeks and I don't want to feel that. And I'm starting to get these little, little warning bells going off. And I just want to communicate with you. What do you think we could do to potentially um, to, to remedy this a little bit? And so I would imagine for Rachel in these facilities, those conversations had to have happened. Now, they will never reveal that because of HIPAA, which is great. But Rachel could let us know. And Rachel lets us know right here. So Rachel says, um, (laughs) Rachel says, I mean, I am medicated. So Bethany says, how does that make you feel? She's like, I mean, I am medicated. I've, I've been on antidepressants since for several years now. And it makes sense looking back, probably around the time I started filming Vanderpump Rules. But to say that I must be medicated, to say that I must be heavily medicated because my behavior was erratic or I didn't have emotions is not okay in my eyes. I feel like that violates some sort of HIPAA law. And to make assumptions like that, it's damaging to a person. Um... An employer cannot say that a person that works for them is medicated. I mean, I know that's a private piece of information, whether it was true or not, or speculation. I just don't know where the line is. That's what I'm kind of saying with the reunion. And this is why people are saying to me, why are you doing this? Well, this is Bethany now, this whole, you can tell because Bethany is trying to get towards that agenda. She's like, that's what I'm saying. An employer cannot say this kind of stuff. Okay. It was an innocuous comment. Andy does not produce Vanderpump rules. We, we cleared this up since I think part two. Just to remind everybody. Um, but Andy is also going to say, like, <laughs> I, I mean, I think in the future, uh, those comments will probably never be said about anybody. But that was the reality of Andy's experience is that it did seem like she was have like it was the wrong choice of words. And yeah, like that. that yeah, it's a bummer. It's like, oh, that's kind of I guess you could perceive it as snarky, even though. I listened to it and it didn't come off as snarky. It was just like, wow, she really just sat there and took it. And it just didn't seem like, but, but we were saying the same thing. You guys, we were saying that like, wow, nothing seems to like, I can't tell what she's feeling. And the other thing is, 
As an audience, we are left to speculate how she's feeling because she wasn't using her words to let us know. She's not an effective communicator. Once again, that's not a slam. Some of us are, some of us aren't. But she is not. And even in this interview, there's a couple of things that are cleared up, but so many things that aren't. It's just basic communication that there are a lot of things to fill in the blank. So then it leaves the audience. You know, it's like how we do that with movies and everything is that you'll see an actor do a line and uh, like, say, a line of dialogue. But, you know, the emotions, you know, he's saying it with a smile on his face. But we know we can fill in the blanks that this person is hurting over this relationship or something like that. The audience fills in the blanks in life. And we do that in humanity. We, We do that in our own personal life every day. We take people in. We see what they're saying, and we're either like, oh, this guy's fake as fuck. What are you fucking talking about? I can tell he's fake as fuck. He's looking at me with a smile on his face. His voice is all sweet, but I know he fucking, his line is, you know what I'm saying? We add that, we add that context to everything. So um, Bethany's like, I feel like that violates HIPAA. I mean, I mean, that's, that's a private piece of information. Bethany, he didn't say it on the reunion. He said it on the radio show. Private piece of information would be, I specifically know that Rachel is on this medication, this medication, this many milligrams. He didn't say any of that. But also, once again, that would not be illegal if he said that. Um, This was speculation in a a conversation about the reunion. She says, I just don't know where the line is, Bethany says. Well, Bethany, let us know where that line is. And are you finding the line? Let us know where the line is. I had this nice conversation in DM this morning with a lady about talking about where that line is. Um, where is the line? I'm curious about it myself. And I, I hope if you are, this is all leading to some sort of lawsuit against Bravo, right? This is where it's all headed. Bethany keeps teasing it in TikTok comments of, you'll see it's working. It's going exactly to plan. Woo. Great. Well, I can't wait to hear the plan. Cause it just all seems like now you're using this poor girl as a pawn to get to your overall like plan instead of actually saying, Rachel, I sincerely care about you. I've studied this backwards and forwards. I watched it. I've read, I mean, I've done all that stuff. And my God, you've got an argument here. I still don't know what the necessarily the argument is. You're hurt that now Andy just said that you appeared to be medicated. Do you know how many times Andy says he's medicated? Do you know? Like, I mean, like, but, but also, yeah, it can hurt a person. Sure. But Rachel right here goes, yeah, I, I am medicated. I've been medicated for years. Once again, nothing wrong with being medicated. Nothing wrong. So, um, Bethany's like, and that's why people are asking me, Bethany, are you biting the hand that feeds you? We're back to Bethany. It's me. I'm the shining golden child that got out and made money. I'm I'm always welcome back. They would have me back at any time to make millions of dollars to be on these shows. So once again, Bethany's sucking her own dick. Like, oh my God, I'm the golden child. No, you, you, I never thought of Bethany as the golden child. I thought of Bethany as a really shining example of how these shows can truly help a business. And I really thought at one point Bethany was really entertaining. Unfortunately, it's like a shtick that has gotten old for me. But um, I really like her charity work still. Like, I mean, my God. And I know she's doing something for Hawaii right now. And I really am bummed because I thought this would have been a great opportunity for Bethany to actually talk about that on each one of these episodes at the beginning and the end of like, guys, I know this is wild, but there is also a real world going on out there. These uh, devastating Lahaina fires in Maui. This is what we could do. This is what you should call. Like, what a perfect opportunity when when a, a huge segment of an audience is listening to this podcast. Wouldn't that be great? In fact, now that I say that, I'm going to do that. My God. Um, 
but yeah, like, I mean, the, the, so anyways, shining an example, but it brings back to how Bethany's amazing. Da, da, da. I could go, they wanted me back. Da, 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 da. Um, something about this just jumped off the page for me, Bethany says. Like, this is where the line is crossed. And the fact that the viewers digested what was said to you that I just read. And she's talking about in the second part of the episode, the subhuman, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I think in these viewers, it's like in some hazy world where they think this is like real, but you're kind of like these circus characters. You're like this character. It's like these animals in a zoo. They don't really understand that you're a person. And that was said to you. And then it's like, just flip and talk about the medication. Okay. See, this is where Bethany really confuses it. Is that flip? Okay. The medication talk was not at the reunion. You're referring to the medication that Schwartz was laughing about with Sandoval at the reunion. The medication actual comment was not on the reunion. It was a completely separate, not on Bravo situation. And you're confusing the two to make your overall point stronger, but that's an important clarification. Um, so flip and talk about medication that was not in the reunion. Uh, and yeah, like I think we're all aware that they are, pe- they are people. Of course, we get, like I said, this is pro wrestling and Bethany says that, you know, these are gladiators. This is a, a very highly charged environment that you could possibly wind up uh, on antidepressants after being a part of. And we see that time day in, day out about this. And now there's enough history with these shows that I think you would be uh, ignorant for anybody to sign up for one of these casts to not actually ask around, to not watch for yourself, to not go on social media, to actually be your own best um, advocate about what you do and where you choose to spend your life. And if you want your life on tape, because this is the kind of shit, if you make a wrong move, it's going to explode. It potentially is going to explode. But also Bethany keeps failing to mention is that all those things were said to her, but they were said to her because she did something. I don't want to keep going down that road like I did on part two, but Rachel and Tom did something. You are going to be called names. You are going to be called out. You are going to be all of that. And she knew that going into that situation. Um, so after the reunion, Andy said she took it. She took it all on the chin like a champ. She just sat there and took it. I don't know that she would be able to, which is probably why I hypothesize. I don't know how long uh, Rachel or Raquel would last on set. Given my years of experience in these forums, Bethany says, I would have thought that she would have just walked off way sooner and maybe walked into her car never to be seen again. So that you say that's just because I did walk. And then uh, Rachel's like, so that that's just because I did walk off stage. And then he summoned me, summoned me back. I also want to clarify that when she did walk off stage, Andy said, come on back. And she said, oh, I'm just getting water. And Bethany's like, that's what I'm saying. This is what I, I, this, this is what I, I feel you're abused and you're told to fuck you with a cheese grater and 40 other things. And then hold on, come back. It's like, I just, you, you're abused by people, but we, but we want you to come back for more. Bethany, girlfriend, watch the fucking thing. Can somebody do a Rewives podcast where we just set Bethany down and make her watch it and we'll pause every time she wants to open her mouth because you know it'll be a lot of times. But like, that would be fun, Bethany. That would be a cool TikTok or something. So she's, you know, like she's abused. She's a circus animal. She comes back. There's elements to that I would agree with in terms of like, yeah, you're circus performers at these reunions. Yeah, that that's it. This is not new. This didn't start with Vanderpump Rules this season. Um, 
I would have thought she'd walk out. Okay, so he went into the reunion worried for your mental health, and he said, I saw how unemotional she was, and it made me think that she was either really medicated, so it almost sounds like he was worried going in. I wonder, did anyone advocate for you to have like a mental health advocate on set or someone to protect you or going into the reunion? And she, uh, Rachel says, it was promised me that I would have a mental health advocate in my trailer as I watched the first two parts of the reunion and then behind the scenes just in case for my mental well-being, and that was taken away from me. Like, she goes, Jesus. Uh, Bethany goes, Jesus. And uh, she's like, the night before, like, the day before the reunion. And I think it was punishment because I did this, like, this paparazzi guy found me waiting to get my nails done on the sidewalk of the street. And I felt awkward being inside there. And I asked some of, I answered some of his questions. They were very basic. I didn't give anything away that the reunion was going to touch on. And I think the network saw that and was, I don't know, angry, disappointed, and punished me. Um, Punished me by taking away my... uh, and then Bethany's like, punish me, punish you by taking away your mental health advocate. So this is a thing. Let's, I mean, th- this is where I will say, and I would love to hear the production company's answer to this, because if that is true, that sucks. Point blank. Nobody can argue that, right? If she was promised a mental health advocate to be there with her and in her trailer, and then that was taken away the night before, why? I would love to know their answer on this. I don't think that's kosher. I don't like that. If that's true, I, I don't like that. And of course, we know what she's talking about, about the guy, the founder on the side. Okay, okay, what's going on? I'm Josh from TMZ. Okay, okay. How, hey, Rachel. What, um, okay, okay. What's the deal with, um, did you, um, did you know you cheated with Tom Sandoval? Okay, okay. Um, is it true that, um, okay, okay. Um, do you think you and Ariana can be friends still? Okay, okay. <laughs> First off, Josh knew exactly where she was going to be because Josh was tipped off by Tom and Tom and Rachel. So that was also, I believe, one of the things that they did get in trouble for because they were tipping this dude off. And she did reveal information in that interview. In fact, I did a whole YouTube video and a podcast where we went line by line, I think, through that whole interview. She revealed a lot because I was like, damn, girl, you revealed a lot in that. I mean, it was honest and she was smiley. But once again, it was that kind of far away look of like, do you know? Like, just she's just one of those people where you can't really uh, she doesn't seem to emotionally connect with uh, behavior and language and things like that. You know, it just, that's how she comes off. Once again, not making judgments on that, but can we live in the real world and say that is how she comes off? Is that okay to say? So I don't know. I mean, also she says she thinks it was punishment. Do you have something in writing? Do you have why? Did I would love to know the correspondence of when you thought that was being taken away. Did you say why? Why is that being taken away? And at that moment, you're like, well, I'm not coming. Those are the conversations. And by the way, I also realize she's in a high pressure situation. So maybe she wasn't comfortable with having those conversations. But this is where I really wish Bethany would have drilled down a little bit. You don't have you drilled down. And also that mental health thing would not have taken away from the joy of that show at all. In fact, think about that. If you had a mental health professional there willing to be in a trailer with Rachel wouldn't that be fucking amazing? I mean, you think sh- watching Sheena eat sun chips in a trailer was interesting to watch? Imagine watching Rachel, the Rachel cam, and then a mental health professional just awkwardly sitting next to her. Like, are you okay? Like, that would have, I mean, if we're in this for circus entertainment, that would have been an entertainment as well. But I would have been totally down for that. And even if this person didn't want to be on camera, it would have made, I think, the audience feel good that there was somebody there. So I am very curious about that information. And I'm curious, and I'm sure that was all documented. All documented. Um, so Bethany's like, okay, okay, okay. Um, there's one more thing regarding the HIPAA situation. There was, oh, this is this is actually Rachel. She's like, 
So it got out that I was at the Meadows, which is her treatment facility, for mental health treatment. And sorry, one of my peers who recognized me when I came into the Meadows was like, oh my gosh, Raquel, like, what are you doing here? I like that Rachel now calls herself and Raquel back when she was still Raquel. She uses the Raquel moniker instead of Rachel. But anyways, this girl's like, Raquel, like, what are you doing here? And she was in for the duration of time. So she didn't know anything about the scandal, but she watched the show. And so I feel her, I fill her in on the situation and the things that led me up to coming to, to treatment. And that was my first week. And this lady's last, this person's last week. The same day she left, there was news that I was at a place called the Meadows getting mental health treatment, and that was a violation of my privacy. And then, you know, it got picked up. She's referring to getting picked up uh, by the press. But then there was conversations of, oh, Raquel isn't getting treatment. She's at a spa. She's at Miraval. And she said uh, that the castmates are, yeah, castmates, insiders in the press, insiders, people who know for a fact. And so the whole narrative was being pumped out there like a um, – and my team, like – had to contact them and said, look, you guys know she's at the Meadows. We have the paperwork to confirm it. Uh, you will need to dispel these rumors that she's at a spa. And they refuse to do that to create, to keep this narrative going. But being in a mental health facility and not getting that cleared up, you wanted them to say she's getting treatment at a spa because, yeah, wow, and why wouldn't they? They wanted to keep this narrative going, Bethany says. Okay, so that's a big chunk to go over. So uh, my awareness, and I paid attention to this, obviously, as you guys know, pretty deeply. I didn't even um, want or need the name of the facility. In fact, I didn't, uh, you know, the Meadows, This I know other people have probably talked about it, but that just didn't like click in, nor did I look into the Meadows. I did look into Mirabal where Tom stayed for his relaxing weekend. And I will say also is that there is a world in which, once again, Tom is the big baddie here. He's the asshole, and there is a world in which Tom uh, contacted Mirabal and said him and Rachel are going to go to this place and trying to get Rachel to go. There is a world in which that is true because Tom was definitely going and thought that might be a good place for him and Rachel to go together to enjoy some time. Rachel decided otherwise and 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 gladly got mental health treatment. Now, a violation of her privacy, whoever this fucking friend asshole was that she bumped in, which by the way, what what a weird world that you bump into somebody that you actually know in the real world in a treatment facility. But this person, guy or girl, is a fucking asshole and you really, that's a shitty, shitty thing to do to a person. Now, I'm guessing this person's name is not Bravo. I didn't bump into my friend Mrs. Bravo. You bumped into a friend that has nothing to do with the show. So, yeah, it sucks. It sucks to be famous or semi-famous or whatever because this person, like, just went and blabbed. That sucks. That's horrible. That's hurtful. It has nothing to do with Bravo. But it sucks and it's hurtful. And I'm sorry that that happened because that's really shitty when you're trying to get treatment. Um, so the whole narrative was being pumped and she said, I'm not there. This, you know, anyways – they wouldn't dispel these rumors, but being in a mental health facility and not getting that cleared up was frustrating, obviously. Um, they wanted to keep this narrative going like it was more salacious for me to be at a spa than to be really reflecting on my actions. Um, I still would love, like, what did you reflect on your actions? What have you learned? We still never got any questions in this three-part thing where we started with of why are you attracted to emotionally unavailable men? What did you find out? These are all just big question marks too. And, and that's the kind of stuff that I was really interested in finding out about. Um, what was the reaction? What was their involvement or what did they do? What have they done? This is Bethany asking. And Rachel's like, no, there's no check-in from anybody to see if I was okay and just to, you know, like follow up. And unfortunately, I asked for my tuition, I guess, to be covered for my treatment and they refused to pay for it. Now she's talking about Bravo. 
they would admit to this liability. Bethany's like, they would admit to this liability? Yeah, it's culpable. It's culpable. If you pay, then you're, yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. Wow, 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 Bethany, wow. So there's been all this going around that people are, you know, speculating that you're part of this reality reckoning and there have been just like whispers about you. And I was very subtle, but we've done a very good job. No one knows we're here, which is wonderful. And thank you, everyone. Who are th- Guys, thank you, everyone. Everyone that kept this secret. It's me, Bethany, again. I just want to say I did the best job at hiding this. We all did. What a team effort. I Wow. A lot of whispers. A lot of whispers. Reality reckoning. Wow. Um, also, I think there is a conversation to be had. Uh, I think if you're not including Bravo or Evolution Media in on those conversations of your mental health treatment, then it is hard for Bravo or Evolution to be like, yeah, uh, open open tab. That's just not how business or corporations work, unfortunately. But I believe if uh, – and maybe this is the stuff that I think is interesting. And if you listen to my interview with the Love is Blind guys from Thursday – uh, Nick and Jeremy with the UCAN foundation they started where they actually put there's plans in motion for mental health treatment and industry professionals to be on set and things like that. I think there is a world in which, man, that would be great. I would love to see that. Um, I would love to see specific plans and specific things put into action. But when you're just saying, yeah, I'm going to go here, I don't think any corporation is going to be like, well, we'll foot the bill no matter what it is. I think there was probably so much confusion going on at the time, but this is what we're talking about right here. So, uh, but Bravo has been acting differently towards you since your name is in the mix and they're getting worried and they're, you're getting legal letters and there's been a lot, they're getting legal letters and there's been a lot of public and Rachel's like, yeah, just a few days ago, somebody reached out from the network and offered for security to be at my house where I'm staying with my parents. Hey, you guys, now is my favorite part of the show where I get to talk about our sponsors. And this week, our sponsor is our friends once again over at BetterHelp. Now, they give you these and they want you to talk about certain aspects of your life where you have felt uncertain about where you're going in life or what the right path was or how you got through it. And the only reason I I, I, I laugh there for a second, because my God, I'm going through so much right now. It is wild. <laughs> life is too much. And that is why our friends over at BetterHelp, uh, they exist because you can actually reach out and talk to somebody about what is going on in your life today. And I actually am doing this right now with BetterHelp. So sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. I mean, that seems to be the case, uh, whether it be uh, romantic relationships, uh, your job, uh, where you're headed in the future. If you have kids, I'm sure that is a huge, tra- I mean, there's just so much. So whether you're dealing with decisions around career relationships or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. So you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more practice, the more you practice it, the easier it gets. Um, the way I've benefited from therapy in the past and now is that it is just, uh, I mean, the basic thing is just getting these thoughts and sometimes they're dark thoughts out of your head and actually into your voice and pushing them out of your body and having somebody else receive those thoughts. I mean, that's just like the basic thing. But then on top of that, of 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 looking deeper at certain elements of your life, Talking about what you possibly could do, what makes you happy, what makes you sad. Uh, If you are introspective about your own life, I've always found that I personally have benefited from that. But 
What's so beautiful about therapy or trying to discover aspects of yourself is that it's personal to each and every one of us. But if you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So all you have to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SoBad today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SoBad, and that's going to be in the show notes as well, guys. Back for the remaining portion of our show. And it's like a little too late. All of the death threats were happening months ago. And uh, Bethany's like, you were aware of it? Um, yeah, did absolutely nothing to protect anybody. And after those, after that legal letter went out, all of a sudden they're offering services, Bethany says. So Bethany, once that reality reckoning level letter came out, uh, you know, we'll have to hear Bravo's response on this. So... Bethany has had so many inaccuracies in the first two parts that I'm curious to hear the answer. I mean, that's the that's the frustrating thing about talking about these things is that, you know, even in that blindside case, Michael Tui, I was reading the paperwork filed back from that family. And it's a really sad, sad story about the, the football player that uh, got taken advantage of. But then you read the arguments on the other side and it's, inter- you, you know, it's like interesting. And it's like one of those things that you have to remind yourself, even with the Lizzo situation, is that really uh, it's hard to wait to hear both sides. It's hard to it's you know, it, it, we want to make these snap judgments, right? It's like it's so much easier to be like, OK, this is how I feel about it. I have to remind myself this every day and I fail. I fail at it a lot because I have such strong personal opinions. But I would be curious to hear what they're, okay, so wait, you started offering security after this? What are you offering security for? And Bethany's like, it's because of me. It's because of my letters. That's why it is. It's my letters. And she's like, it's a little fishy. Interesting. What's also interesting is that we watched, we just discussed the emotional abuse on the reunion. But what happens with the public? What about the messages? And what is what is, what is people said to you? And she brings up, I've seen merch uh, cups, you know, Bethany's like, I've seen merch cups with your name on it. So explain, explain that world of hate. And she's like, oh my gosh, I think the most disturbing thing talking about the merch is where I sent a cease and desist from my litigator to all of the cast to not share the video that was taken without my consent. Lala decides to use that. And oh my God, don't contact me directly. Contact my attorney, Daryl, like have people send it to my people, you dumb bitch or whatever the heck her message was. And then she started making the sweatshirts that said, send it to Daryl. And I guess she's made enough for her down payment on her new house in Palm Springs, the same house that she bought out from under the rug because Brock was interested in buying that house. I'm being told that that is actually not the case and that Sheena was fucking thrilled that Lala got that house. Um, and that Brock was not trying to be Donald Trump and buy up a uh, real, a bunch of real estate in Palm Springs. But listen, once again, if Rachel's hearing things, Rachel's hearing things. We all hear things, but I don't, I've been told that is not true. Um, but it just happened so quickly. I don't know. The details don't matter. The details don't matter. No girl, the details do matter. I would like to argue this for Rachel, for Bethany, for all of us. The details do matter. That is where we need to focus our details. All of the rest of it is just noise. She's like, but it's like so many people are using this opportunity and this scandal to monetize for their own benefit. And I'm left here broke, broke. And, you know, my name has been raked through the coals. I don't have business opportunities. My brand is shot. I'm a mistress. Yeah, I'm the best at what kind of like, you know, uh, so 
She's lamenting over not being able to make money off this. Her brand is shot. Her brand is not shot. It's like taking a huge hit. I mean, there is definitely branding opportunities to be had. But my thing is, if this is really for your mental health, you shouldn't be messing with this anymore. You need to go away and actually start another career away from this kind of shit. This ain't good for your mental health. And I would also argue if this does get to any sort of litigation and you are actually selling photos to page six and things like that, that could potentially be used against you because you now are trying to monetize off of that and you're in it for the money. And yeah, man, sucks. Sucks to be you. If Lala was the person that cheated with Tom Sandoval, there is a world in which you would probably be the last to do it because you wouldn't have thought about it first is everybody would have been doing the same thing against Lala. Probably not as well. And then you would have eventually sold something about something that you said to Lala. Like that's just how these shows work. How many Dorinda mugs and shirts has she tried to sell, sell with, you know, clip. I cooked, I decorated, I made it nice. How many things? Like we, we, this is how this works. But this was insane, right? I've never seen anything like it. Oh my God, the merch. Wow. But once again, shit, girl, if you really were thinking or if your mom or anybody that had a clear head on your quote unquote team, just like your podcast should have been ready, fuck, put out merch under like sell merch through one of the Bravo accounts that actually really like you. You know, like, I mean, there are ways to get around this. And also, you guys, there is a world, and I think these Senate shirts did very well, but there's also a world in which Lala can say th- like, the, part of the hype, part of publicity, right, is saying things that aren't true but sound really cool. So like, oh, man, this these shirts paid for a down payment on a house in Palm Springs. Wow, that's like an amazing feat. And you're like, wow, I got to take a second look at these shirts. So even if it isn't the case, like it made a lot of money, but maybe it didn't put necessarily down – the consumer then is like, oh, my God, I got to take a look at those shirts. Like, that must be a really cool shirt. It, it garners excitement. Oh, Heather McDonald wore one in a photo. Well, that's cool. Maybe I need one, too. That's how it is. In fact, they're they're doing these, like, Republican debates next week, and Donald Trump won't be in them. Instead, he is now doing an interview with Tucker Carlson at the same time that these Republican debates are going to be happening for president. And it's not because Donald Trump wants to get a message out. He wants to steer attention away from Fox And it's just all publicity. It's all a way to promote yourself. It's not for the good of anybody. It's just promotion tactics. And Lala is fucking great at it. Lala can get Lala and we, you know, Lala can make like Lala. It seems like she's not completely decided on ways to like go and like how she feels about certain things. She goes whichever way the wind blows. It seems like in terms of characters and how she feels, which is fine. But she's a great PR person really fucking solid, really good at it. But once again, Rachel is not no Lala. She never will be. And that's okay. There can only be one Lala. And by the way, that's not necessarily the biggest compliment in the world, but Rachel will never be that. Like I always say that ending of Greece when Sandy comes back all in the leather with the cigarette, like, tell me about it, stud. Rachel was never going to come back and be that person. But it does suck when people are making money off of your situation. Um, But yeah, she doesn't have business opportunities. And so Bethany's like, okay, so the death threats, the online bullying. And she's like, yeah, my parents received them more than I did. I shut off social media pretty early on. And thank God I didn't have my phone while I was in treatment. Oh, that was so amazing. In fact, welcome back, Rachel. 
And, you know, we got the FBI involved because these things aren't okay. And I think people were seeing red and they were just overcome with these emotions, but not thinking that this is a situation that isn't so black and white. And I'm really, really happy that I took the time to go to treatment at the Meadows because they did a teach a lot about shame and carried shame, toxic shame and what healthy shame is. And with all the vitriol online and hate that's being thrown at me, if I were to take that on as my own, I don't even know how I would survive. That's great. I love all of that. And I would love actually... I would love to hear her talk about these different types of shame. I would love to learn about that. Like, no joke. There's no joke there. And yeah, when you do something on a show, we do treat this like sports. There will be vitriol. Like, we had vitriol for Jax and Faith. There wasn't really even as much vitriol, not nearly as much as there was with this, because we, and I hate to say it, we expected it from Jax, right? It was one of those, like, oh, no way, he did it again? But this really, truly was shocking because no, like it's that line that Ariana had earlier in the season before she found out. Wow, Rachel. Wow, Raquel. I didn't know you had an in you in regards to trying to kiss Schwartz. Wow, Raquel. I didn't know you had an in you. We didn't think she had it in her. So um, Bethany's like, do you hold the cast responsible or do you think they're just doing their jobs to make money? And Rachel's like, that's a really good question. <laughs> Finally. No, uh, she says, I think they're doing their jobs to make money. The girls trip in Vegas was really traumatic for me. Obviously drinking a lot to numb my anxiety and awkwardness that I felt around these girls. That was the galaxy light trip. And uh, I haven't had the best history with me. And the following day, Lala and Christina Kelly came into my hotel room and they were like, oh my God, Raquel, that was amazing last night. Um, you're, you're like reality TV ratings gold. You killed it. So funny. I can't believe you. Like, um, you're the best. And then as soon as cameras were on, it was like, Raquel, how could you? I can't believe what you said last night. And so that was already a mind fuck. And I know that they're doing their job and their job is to make ratings to create something that people will be engaged with. And it's sick before I get, I just want to finish up with your future. This is now Bethany jumping in to try to steer that narrative of, um, their job is to get ratings. Now, yeah, I'm sure Lala and I'm like, oh, wow, that was crazy last night. Good job, girl. Like, I know everybody wants to paint all of these people out to be monsters. And yeah, their morals are very questionable. But yeah, they probably do that. In fact, we saw on that Vegas trip when uh, Rachel started having that panic attack in the car. They all pulled over. They all comforted her. It was back, you know. But yeah, like when the cameras are on, you are more apt to say really emboldened things that you wouldn't if the cameras were off. This is like fucking like filmmaking 101. It's Housewives 101. Rachel knows this. Rachel has been a part of this. But this is the first time Rachel was actually supposedly on her own, even though now Tom was being the puppet master. But, you know, she was always DJ James Kennedy's sidekick. So there's a lot to deal with, but they were being like, yeah, good job last night. Good job last night. So yeah, that's gotta be a mind fuck, but so does being on TV is a whole mind fuck. Don't put yourself in these situations. This is a voluntary sport. Um, so maybe I was like, okay, I want to finish up on your future. Um, but oh, oh, then she goes, do we need to discuss this dog? Is this a thing? Yeah, Bethany, it's, um, it's a thing. Can somebody explain to Bethany about the dog? Bethany, should we all pause here while you look the dog thing up on your phone? Is this is this dog thing something that's relevant? Because it's a big question for people. Oh, wouldn't it be amazing if Bethany did pay attention? Did we already talk about it? Did we? Oh no, Rachel goes. Did we already talk about it? Or no, no. Okay, well, just a dog. Uh, uh, Bethany's like just a dog, and then we're done. Two minutes. I don't want to burn you out. Um, She's like, yeah, so just really quickly, there's a lot more to the story, but Graham, oh my gosh, he has a history of aggression and he's bitten me really hard. He's bitten other people. I already was considering getting a fuck. By the way, the show hid all of this for the most part. Good job, show. They were protecting Graham more than Rachel. My dog Graham bit my mom's hand down to the bone. 
and it was so bad that she couldn't even get stitches. And I had the decision to either leave the meadows and go back and take care of my dog or try to get him rehomed and finish out my treatment because I knew I had more to work on. So I chose myself and we researched a breed specific dog rescue and they took him in. Besides his biting behavior and bottom line, he couldn't get rehomed. They reached out to Lisa Vanderpump to ask for a donation. After they scanned his microchip, I saw that uh, he was my dog. It was supposed to be a confidential, you know, anonymous. Yeah. By the way, anonymous doesn't usually exist in celebrity situations. This is happening at the Meadows. It happens here. Andy has, and then Bethany's like, Andy has a dog that was aggressive with the baby, you know, and he was worried. So he had to give the dog away. Fuck you for bringing Waka into this, you dip. Things happen with the dogs. Things happen with dogs. Yeah. And there's a reason why I didn't want James to have Graham, Rachel says. He doesn't have dog experience, and he's part of the reason why Graham is a biter. James would encourage Graham to bite. Bite people! Bite that fat fuck Peter! Bite him, Graham! Bite him, hippie! Yes, I, James, am encouraging you to bite Graham's hand! So, of course trained Graham to be a biter. So to my surprise, people were like, oh my God, Graham's filming in Tahoe. And I thought it was a joke at first and my heart dropped to my stomach and there was a picture of James walking Graham. And I was like, no. Immediately, my mom called the foster who was working with Graham and she said, oh my God, it's so lovely. Lisa adopted him. And we were like, what? It's just so sick that they're using Graham as a part of the storyline as a further the villain narrative. Bethany's like, is Graham willing to be in the reality reckoning with me? Do you have Graham slash hippies number? I need to talk Graham. I heard that they are using you for a narrative. By the way, that does suck. It does suck. And by the way, it's got to panic you if you think you've rehomed this dog or sent this dog off to pasture, not in terms of like putting them down, but like you think, okay, we're, we're trying to do right by this, even though I think ultimately that's not the best choice in the world at that time. It really seemed like a really shitty circumstance all the way around, but you've known about Graham's aggressive behavior for a very long time, it sounds like very long time. I'm really confused how that dog wound up with a puncture wound in his neck during the season. Remember in episode two when Sheena came over and you're like, ah, he got a puncture wound. And then DJ James Kennedy's like, oh, you didn't tell me. It was very dramatic and very sad because I was just like, how is Graham trying to escape Rachel? Like it was very confusing. And then even Ariana confirmed that, that Graham's a biter. So even with uh, DJ James Kennedy taking the dog with Allie, I'm like, that is a lot of work with the cats there and the whole mess. It sounds like a mess. I don't love that. Of course, I don't love that Lisa is using this as a storyline. Of course, I don't love that they, if we're to believe this, that Lisa told uh, them that she's going to adopt it and then we see on camera this scene where presents this dog to DJ James Kennedy. Like, did you check first? Did you check with Allie Lisa? That's a lot. And it's probably going to be a great moment to watch. It might be a little teary eyed because, you know, James will start crying and be so happy. But there, if there really is this aggression, which I believe there is, that's something that obviously needs to be taken care of. And I think DJ James Kennedy said he is taking care of it. But I also find it so fascinating and need so many follow-up questions. And that's why I wish Bethany was a fan of the show. So we could be like, wait, wait, DJ James Kennedy trained Graham to bite. He was he he liked Graham biting. Like what? What? Because Graham is to bite his hands hard, and he liked that. James would encourage Graham to bite his hands hard, and he liked that sensation. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less 
than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So he trained Graham to be a biter. Like that's amazing. Like DJ James Kennedy would let Graham bite him like a vampire. And that, I mean, that's truly incredible. If that is to be believed, like DJ James Kennedy trained this. My God, that's a story right there. So now this narrative is I dumped my dog at the shelter and he was hours away from being euthanized. And that's not true. And Bethany's like, oh, okay, I got it. I got it. Okay. Once again, it would be something that she had gotten before, but she's learning this information, you know, that we already knew. Okay, and then Bethany goes, okay, wow, you got yourself into a whole shitstorm. Jesus. <laughs> Bethany, man, I really should have done my research on this. Holy shit, girl. I can't believe this. And then she's like, okay, great, that's gone. What are the regrets? And she's like, I regret a lot. No, I would do everything differently if I had the chance to go back. And I really just want to acknowledge that a lot of people were believing in me. And I feel like I was a disappointment to those people. I know that there was a lot of trust issues that were broken between friendships and betrayals that happened. And I look back at my actions and I'm disappointed in myself as well. That is not a person that I want to be. I wasn't happy. I was really hurting. I don't ever want to be in a place like that again. And I will make sure that I don't put myself in that position again. 
I think there's a silver lining in the situation that I'm able to learn about myself and give myself this forgiveness and hopefully share with other people the knowledge that I've learned and helpful in a perspective on all these things that have happened and that I've experienced. And if someone is going through a similar situation that there's still hope, that's powerful. Honestly, it was all for something. Bethany goes, yeah, powerful, all for something. I, I think that's great for all the people that cheat and break up long-term relationships. There is hope. No, I mean, I'm, I'm saying that jokingly, but there is hope for everybody. Truly, right? There is. Maybe not in reality television. I mean, maybe there is in reality, but there is hope. But it's like, honestly, it's, it was all for something. It was, it was not for not. I mean, it was a rough journey, but uh, Bethany's like, Jesus, still thinking about the Graham thing. But it got you to an awakening. And she's like, yeah, well, I needed to get caught. I needed to because it would have just continued and that's not who I want to be. Are you guys going to shut up about this shit being fake now? Like how many people have to like, <laughs> like experience, like Rachel's like, yeah, this is actually real. This was the biggest wake up call for me, she says. And Bethany's like, yeah, if you, you know, hit rock bottom. Yeah. So would you ever go back to reality television? And, and she says, oh, hell no, never. No, because I refuse to not respect myself on that level where I would endure that. Emo- By the way, I'm, I'm Lala can make a shirt of this too. I don't respect myself on that level. The shirt, I would endure the emotional abuse any longer. I can't do that to myself. That's a, um, Bethany goes, that's a big statement because it's very tempting. Famous, tempting money is tempting. Chasing the dragon is tempting. That's a very big statement, you know, because I would have bet that you would have come back and I'm actually proud of you. I don't even know you. I've not even done any research, but I'm proud of you because it's not as easy, uh, when you're in the spotlight, you could go back and redeem yourself and be famous. So you don't want that. And they've asked you to come back. Yeah. And she's like, of course they want me back. And I know that other people in the cast are more important than I am. So I don't even think that I would get a redemption arc guys, redemption arcs. It's not like like you will get a redemption arc this season. It usually happens throughout the storylines and it leads to a redemption arc. That's what we call it now. You know, to be honest, I also know that I wouldn't be able to share all of my story just like right here. Whatever I share gets condensed to five minutes max. So I think knowing that there's different options for me and that's good that I can, you know, you're trying to listen to something positive. Uh, but he's like, yeah, and considering coming back, did you consider coming back at all? And she's like, I I did. I asked for equal pay with Tom and Ariana and for them to reimburse me for my treatment expenses. Okay. So Tom and Ariana, uh, Tom's been there since the very beginning. And Ariana, uh, what was like a year later, year year and a half later. Uh, But we saw her in the earlier scenes with Sheena as a dancer and wanted to reimburse the $200,000 expenses. So right out of the gate, you're looking at a pretty hefty price tag that you're asking to come back more than Lala, more than DJ James Kennedy, more all of that. And this is what I keep saying is that I think we got the best out of Rachel that we could. If she came back and even if they did give her a redemption arc, Rachel is now, and this is like, this sounds so, such a dick move, dick to say, but I don't mean it as a dick. Is that like, she's just not that dynamic of a character to watch. When we watched her, like think about like her, like the trying to learn how to do public speaking a couple seasons ago. It's not, it's not dynamic. And I hate to say that. It's like, you have such a chance of being a real person away from this shit. And that's why I was disappointed to see those page six photos right now. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, I don't, I would not think that they would offer her as much money as Tom or Ariana right now. And just not how these things work. Uh, it's usually done by season. And of course there are, um, especially when you be to be a star, you know, she would been able to negotiate a really nice pay salary for her, a pay bump. Um, so, uh, Bethany's like, oh yeah, she was like, They refuse to pay me equally. And, you know, I was considering going back if I was going to be paid equally because I feel like when you pay your employees, it really shows how much you value them and, you know, the whole whatever it is. 
Uh, it's just not how corporations work, unfortunately. You feel like at least I took a hit, but yeah, but wow, they are proud of me for it's like this love. You're being you're like, this is Bethany. You said in your statement that you look for love and validation, and I've experienced that you want the network to give you validation, right? Which is crazy, and I get it, but I've been there. And I, oh my God, look at what we did. Look at the ratings. And there's, um, there, you know, their talent, how well things have been going, because then they would have to compensate them. Oh, she's saying that they don't show the ratings. Uh, she's like, so we used to not even get the ratings, Bethany says, until I demanded we need to see the ratings. You guys, the ratings are available to everybody. Ratings are not hidden on cable or brav- cable or uh, network TV. Ratings are hidden by streaming most of the time. That's actually even being cleared up. But ratings are not hidden from anybody, period. You could look up the ratings for anything, and this has been the case for a very, very long time. Bethany is not the first person to figure out how to get ratings to people. Um, like, because you're not supposed to know how you're doing so well. Right. But it's impossible to not know how well the show is doing. Right. Because I mean, like everybody's talking about it. It's everywhere. Like this is the most sensationalized piece of pop culture that I've ever experienced. Yeah. Bethany, you're right. It's so great to talk about what an experience. Uh, Rachel's like, yeah, it's enormous. And the zeitgeist, it's been massive. It really has. It's been a cultural phenomenon. And she's like, will you speak to anybody from the show? Do you speak to anybody from the show? Or is that uh, in the past and you want to move on? And, she says, I have a no contact policy with every single cast member. This is what I'm curious about. And I wish the follow up uh, question. Um, so Bethany goes, OK, well, now you have a no cast call rule. But actually, I did want to know this. So what does that mean exactly? That's the part like a no contact policy. Like, is that something that you have instituted as Bravo instituted? What does that mean? A no contact policy. I want a follow up question on this. Um, Bethany says, I want to know if you think that they feel they went too far, the cast, and if they're sorry. And then Rachel says, Lala has reached out to me on Instagram saying that she's willing to lend a ear. And I don't know. I just said, I don't trust that person. I know she has her own agenda. I'm sure she wants to create an alliance with me so she can take down Randall for being a narcissist. And that's her whole, her whole MO. And yeah, man, I would not trust Lala in that situation as far as I could throw her. So smart move on that. But also <laughs> Lala's so wild, man. Lala'd be so crazy, dude. Lala is just funny. Lala is, Lala's so, I mean, she's just truly a marvel. I think she's going to be so good on Housewives one day. I don't mean that, I mean that as a compliment. I mean, she's just, she's made for this kind of shit. And by the way, you'll see a lot of those cast photos behind the scenes. And like, Lala kind of looks bored of like, you can tell she's clocking in. You know what I'm saying? She's like, well, time to go to work. And I respect that about her. I've learned to respect that about her. But I don't believe, uh, it's like any of these guys would be idiots to think of these people as real friends, like each other. Like if you're, if you're really trusting any of these people anymore, if you're in that friend group, I mean, that's just completely idiotic. I mean, real, truly idiotic, truly idiotic. And that's why it's so funny. Cause I think they all know deep down not to, but you never know. They could be dummies fully, but like, that's why I want to see DJ James Kennedy palling around with Tom. It's like, yeah, I'm sure there's like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and he couldn't trust him as far as he could throw him, but you never know. Um, so has anyone asked you to come back because for the good of the show? So, or good for business. And she says, yeah, I've been asked back. The only reason why I reached out to Lisa is that because I told her my concerns about Graham being in the care of James Kennedy. And I got a phone call from her and I answered and explained that James is a, isn't a fit dog parent. It doesn't sound like you were so much either girl. And she just was talking about the potential scenes we could film together. We could dress Graham up and it could be, um, uh, Nick Lane, me and Nick Lane walking Graham, AKA hippie. Can you imagine the scenes, a little steampunk hat on Graham? It would be so Cool. Did you know Graham was in a jacuzzi with Raquel? He's filming scenes with Raquel in jacuzzi. Some sons of all can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe. Uh, I can't believe. 
Okay, leave grounds, come back, Lisa says she's gonna adopt him, I can't believe it, it's unsensible. Um, and she was just talking about the potential scene. She was like, just come back for one final interview. You can come to Villa Rosa. You know, oh, we're gonna be hanky and panky. Don't have sex while Rachel's here. She's healing. Did you know Rachel is here at Villa Rosa? Hanky and panky. I can't believe that. Uh, and she didn't ask me how I was. She didn't ask me what I've been dealing with since the last time she saw me at the reunion. Oh my God, Rachel, if it comes out that Lisa Vanderpump's a businesswoman, I'm going to fucking freak out, dude. <laughs> she almost got me back because I didn't want to share my side of the story. Like we talked about, and there was this fire lit beneath me because I was angry that Graham was being used as a pawn in all this. I told you guys, I told you this weeks ago that this dog thing was going to be the final straw. And it was, and I really do feel like he was bait to get me back. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, what? We'll kidnap Graham and we'll say, uh, Rachel, you can only get him back if you film with me in Nicolaine. And Bethany's like, oh, okay, so you never got the last word on reality TV? And, and and the other cast member asked you to come back? And she's like, Tom's emailed me twice. Lala wanted me back. Lisa wanted me back. Does that feel good? Tom's like, yeah, dude, let's do this, dude. Oh, uh, could I show your video of you fiddling with yourself, dude? Uh, 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 uh. Does that feel confusing when everyone said we thought she would get in a car and leave and never be seen again? And Andy saying like she took a beat down and she was like mentally unwell. Didn't say that, Bethany. And then like, is it strange that the same venue that put you in that position? And I'm saying you're taking accountability and you definitely contributed it. But that same place, they may not be in the best space for you to, you know, for three months of your life after you've been a facility was asking you to come back. It's like when you're in a union, here we go, Bethany, get in. It's like when you're in a union, like come back. Actually, it makes complete sense because they have ulterior motives. Uh, Rachel says they don't care about my well-being. They care about their narrative and they need to portray on the show. And Bethany's like, well, it's going to be a very interesting show in season for them. It's going to be wild to say it. I'm sure they're going to have a real, they're going to have a real opinion about this conversation. God, wouldn't you love that, Bethany? Lady, so this is new. I mean, you have a new chapter ahead of you. And what do you want to do now that you've grown up? And she's like, I'm passionate. I've been learning about myself and psychology behind all of this. And I'm taking the steps to start my own podcast. Girl, you only need to take one step. Um, and she's like, and Bethany's like, nice. Okay, your competition. I must destroy you. I feel like it would be a great way to share my side of the story and bring on experts that really understand the psychology, like a self-help. Uh, and Bethany's like, yeah, okay, we should talk about it. Yeah, okay. And I feel like um, <laughs> Rachel says, I, this area is untapped because nobody really wants to talk about being the other woman. Yeah, I think that's a great area. I don't know if you could do a whole podcast series about it, but it is, I mean, it is interesting. I do think that's interesting for real, no joke. Uh, and for as many people that are hurt by this affair, there's equally as many people that have been that other person. If you, yeah, t I do agree with this. And I think it's very remarkable that you want to do a podcast and not just go dip back into the garbage. Like you'll talk about the garbage. Like Bethany is dipping back in the garbage. Um, Bethany goes, we've been speaking for almost two hours uh, and just that's like four hours with commercials. And do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? Do you want to be in a relationship? What? And she's like, I would love to have a healthy relationship, but right now I'm nurturing my house plants. Those now, <laughs> all those house plants have <laughs> big neck gouges. Um, I'm still healing myself so I can break these patterns. Uh, you, and she's like, you want to break the chain and you want to have a good relationship with yourself. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so Bethany goes, I flew to come see you, which there's no precedent for that. I have not done that. I mean, no precedent for you, but people fly for interviews all the time. I really was feeling for you and not wanting to travel. And I thought, let me really have compassion and come to you where you are. So you, this is Bethany sucking her own dick again. I, I, you know, I was like, let me really have compassion. Let me go to her. I would never do this because fuck everybody. But, but also it's like, this is a big interview. So like, let me have compassion. Let me present it as me having compassion. I know that it was hard for you to talk to anyone and I was worried that you might get cold feet. You know, you came in very strong and very confident today, blah, blah, blah. 
I'm going to be traveling around, she says. I'm not heading back to L.A. anytime soon, Rachel says. So I have some plans to check out different states and different areas. Wow. By the way, the Travel Channel, can we get a Rachel Road Diary? That might be good. So it's unwritten at this point. The rest is still unwritten. But I'm excited to start this new chapter. I have a new journey, literally and figuratively. Well, if you want to come visit me in the Hamptons, Bethany says, I'm right near the beach. And Rachel's like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And Bethany's like, fuck off. Bethany's like, I want to thank you for trusting me, LOL. I mean, I give you a lot of credit for really staying quiet. It's very difficult to do because you want to get your thoughts out. Well, she didn't have a phone. Um, you want to correct everything that's wrong. And, and it, you know, you took months to really just allow for it to settle. And when you don't know what to do, sit still. And you do sit still. And now you got Bethany's compliment there for sitting still and being quiet. I think that whatever we didn't get to, which there's so much going on behind the scenes and what happens internally, even that, save it up for your podcast. Exactly. We'll get there. Rachel says, save it for your podcast. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And that is it. What a journey. I think I liked aspects of that one more than, I mean, two, I think was a complete waste. One, uh, mostly a waste, but interesting and exciting to hear. I think I got uh, a lot of new information in that one. So that made the, I, maybe I'm just tired and sad, but I feel like I might've enjoyed that one the most. If enjoyable is a rumor that we're going to be judging on this. Um, so also a couple of notes that I wrote down last night when I was thinking about this to talk to you guys about before we, uh, is the concept of, are you a brand or are you a person? Because you can't be both. And when we have conversations in terms of pop culture and, you know, thinking about Lala and those shirts, you know, Lala is a brand. She's also a person, but she wants to push the brand. The brand is going to make you money. Now, Rachel is taking herself out of the brand opportunities, and that's why I think it's confusing when she does those page six things. But it's hard because can you walk and chew gum at the same time? A lot of people will say yes, but I feel what, especially when you're mentally unwell or you're gone through such a tragedy like this, it's hard to be a brand when you're still just really trying to figure out how to be a person and who you are. Um. I wrote again, and I think I said this at the beginning, the quest for fame is usually a very, fairly empty quest. It's a hard thing. Um, and um, that Bethany says in this that, you know, you're really hurting and the concept of really hurting. I would also say that a lot of us are just really hurting, a lot of us out there away from the cameras. A lot of us are really hurting. Um, but it 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 doesn't give you the license to just be however you want, do whatever you want. You also have to like kind of accept the rules of the road in regards to being a human. And I've fucked that up many times and I I've been ashamed of myself for certain things that I've done many times. And you try to like clock it, try to make it better, try to think about why you do that, why you're so insecure about certain things that makes you do that. Like try to like, Come to that, but like the really hurting thing, really hurting is an exclusive. Nobody has a license on that. Bethany doesn't have a license on it. Rachel doesn't have a license on that. That, you know, we all own hurt. Um, I just said the story is too condensed. Uh, I really still am. There's a lot of question marks. Um, Bethany, once again, to end this, is using Rachel just like the insinuation that Rachel was being used by this network. Bethany is using this for the ultimate cause, which we are eventually going to get to. Uh, and yeah, I will be fascinated. I don't know if I'm fascinated, but I will be listening to Rachel's first podcast episode when that comes out. I hope it's soon before this goes away. But if I was a betting man, I would say this will come out maybe when the first trailer drops for Vanderpump Rules season 11. That would be a good time for her to put a podcast. Rachel or your mom, if you're listening right now, um, honestly, put the podcast out around another big event like this 
third part came out and Sheena and Ariana were ready with announcements of their own. So if you're really looking to capitalize off this, pay attention to stuff like that. They do it the correct way. And that's it, you guys. Uh, also, I hope you're, if you're a Patreon member, you're hearing this first. If you're not, consider joining the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. I know I give you so much free content that you don't really need it, but it's here. And I, I love these guys, the baddies. They're the best. They are, uh, they give me strength when I don't have it. So thank you, baddies. Thank you, Patreon. I hope you enjoy this. And good day to you, sir. Betches.